When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Hey there, and welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb and Michael Pina. I am Rich Levine. We hope you all are staying safe and staying sane in these crazy times. Uh, in today's show, we're going to continue our decade fantasy drafts. We're also going to celebrate Kevin Garnett, who will be enshrined this summer into the Basketball Hall of Fame. But first, as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Give us a follow on Twitter. That is at WinningPlaysPod. Shout out to CLNS Media. Shout out to Bet Online. Of course, special shout out to all the doctors and nurses, everyone working at grocery stores, pharmacies, gas stations, restaurants, food delivery, anyone I forgot, anyone who's out there putting themselves in harm's way for the good of everybody else. We love and appreciate you, Michael and B-Rob. I love and appreciate you guys. How are we doing? Doing wonderful. How are you? I, I always say how we. I should just address one of you specifically. I think that would be an easier transition. Yeah, we had transition. a little bit of a delay there. A lot of confusion. Thanks, Rich. Yeah. So, Mike, Mike Pina, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm really excited to talk about Kevin Garnett, one of my all-time favorite players. Uh, I know you have a trivia question for us, which trivia Maybe was very popular with. Uh, oh, I'm. I I love it, and I think our listeners loved it too. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, B Rob, how are you feeling? I'm just ready to get some payback against Mike here for this trivia <laughs> question. So let's get to it. Yeah. So we we only had, we only had one official trivia game, right? Because we had the first one, and then last last episode it was the continuation. Mm-hmm. And this one will be the special, our second episode, our special trivia contest, the Kevin Garnett theme. Um, so round the most one, most important one. Yes. Yes. The most important. <laughs> most important one is always well the next one is, is, exactly. is always the, the next most important. One. Uh, so for round one today, it's got three quick rounds again, uh, is going to be over-unders, all right? And for this for this round, you're each going to give an answer, you know? So for, so question one, like we'll say, so Pina won last time. So question one, Pina, you'll answer first, and then B-Rob will give his answer. It's either, either over or under. You can decide which one you want. Five questions. Whoever has the most right at the end of five will win round one, okay? So okay. Uh, it, it'll make sense as we go. So, uh, Pina, first question. In, uh, in KG's first season with the Celtics, all right, 2007-2008, mm-hmm. he played in 71 games. How many, ga- how many double-doubles did he, did he record? The over-under is 35. Over or under 35 double-doubles in 71 games? Under. Beer up? Under. The answer is 29. Okay, so 1-1. One, one. Both got that one right. Uh, so now, B-Rob, you'll go first on this one. Cool. Uh, in in the NBA All-Star game, so uh, KG played in, he made 15 All-Star games, played in 14. Uh, his career high in an All-Star game, over under 33. Under. Pina? Under. Kevin Garnett scored 37 points. In I feel the, like that's uh, a trap question. Good question. The 03 04 is a double overtime game in Atlanta. It was Michael Jordan's final. It was either 02 03 03 04. Anyways, so you're still tied 1 1. 
Uh, Pina answers first on this one. Uh, in six seasons with the Boston Celtics, Michael Pina, how many 30-point games did Kevin Garnett have? That's 396 games total. The over-under is... Uh, no, it's regular season. Okay. Uh, the over-under is four and a half. Wow. Um, I'm going over. You're up? I got to go over. Kevin Garnett had two 30-point games as a member what? of the Boston Celtics. I, I was shocked by that, too, both in his first season. I think a 31-pointer and a 30-pointer. Because he did, they just showed the uh, that game against the Pistons, game five in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Finals. I was watching some of that too. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I for, he had like thirty one, I think, in that or something like that. Yeah. Um, interesting. All right. Well, you guys are tied one one still. Question four. In twenty one seasons, twenty one NBA seasons, how many years did Kevin Garnett average more than twenty points a game? B Rub, you go first on this one, right? So twenty one seasons. How many years did he have more average more than twenty points a game? And the over under is eight and a half. How many seasons did he average more than twenty points? Yes. Eight and a half. Over. Yeah, I'm going Gina? over. The answer is nine. Wow. Yeah. You guys are just you guys are just destined to tie every single thing <laughs> that, that, that we do in this. Well, we're coming to the last one here. All right, so question five. This is the last one? This is the last one. I mean, we have, we'll have a tiebreaker for round one if we need to. Or maybe we'll just move on to round two. Uh, round, uh, question five. In his first 12 years in Minnesota, so his first 12 years in the NBA, how many total games did Kevin Garnett miss? The over-under is 30. 12 years I- in Minnesota, this is, uh, uh, Peanut goes first. I'm going under. Over. Michael Pina, congratulations. He missed ah. 25 games, which is pretty ridiculous, in his first 12 years in Minnesota. Um, yeah, 25 and 12. So Pina wins, wins round one. Impressive. Uh, round two. Okay, KG made 15 All-Star games, as I said earlier. He only played in 14. This is the back and forth round. You guys know this one. You get three strikes. Uh, so he played, yeah, he played 10, 10 All-Star games in the West as a member of the, the Timberwolves four all-star games in the east as a member of the celtics over that time he had 67 all-star teammates oh boy <laughs> jesus 67 oh. guys that, sh- that that shared an all-star court on the same team i mean a lot of them played against and for him i think four played played with kg in both the east and the west which is a little interesting side question sure but um wait wait so i'm a little confused by this for some reason yeah, so these are people who were on his team and also were all-stars the same year as him same or year just, like when oh. they did they when they did the dancing intros or whatever it was they were out there on the same side as kevin garnett and they were also his Team, there's like no teammates also. on his team or just just no these, these are just guys every all of the in the 14 all-star games that kevin garnett okay. played i follow his teammates in those 14 all-star games okay um b-rub you're trailing so okay. I'll, I'll let you go first time to get the paper and the pen out. i mean this is like this could go on all night here <laughs> i mean i i, I, I hope I ho- you guys have the ability to do that I'm not- i think no i think mike should we shorten this and be we like we should only have one strike. one yeah one strike i think for okay this. one strike perfectly because um yeah let's go yeah all right paul pierce be rob nice to done 
Uh, Rajan Rondo. There you go. By the way, Pierce uh, three times, Rondo twice. Uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen is one of the guys who did it in both the East and the West. Six-time All-Star teammate. I want a bonus point for that. Uh, Tim Duncan. Yes, Tim Duncan. uh, Where is he on my list? Nine-time teammate of Kevin Garnett. Uh, Shaq. Shaq. Three times, which is a little surprising. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, nine times. Right up there with KJ with uh, Duncan. Dirk. Dirk, that's right. Six times. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Uh five time teammate. Um LeBron. Yes. LeBron was a four time <laughs> teammate. Dirk Nancy was six. I don't know if I said that. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. That is the uh, the natural guess after after LeBron James mm-hmm. is off the board. Should we do Chris Bosh? Just go nuts? Go nuts. Three times. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Pina. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Well done. Four-time teammate. I hear some clicking okay. back there. What's going on? What am I doing? No, I'm, I'm just typing down the name, so I'm trying okay. not to repeat. Okay. While, while searching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else do we have here? A lot um, of players left, guys. I know. I, this is a, not a safe guess. I'm going to do it for fun. Steph Marbury. Steph Marbury. One time. Wow. That was a gamble. And not as Minnesota Timberwolves teammates. I think Marbury was on the Suns. Pina? I have a really funny guess that is partially because I'm getting bored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. Hey. Uh, Joe well, if Johnson. Bored, if you're Joe getting Johnson. bored, imagine what the listeners are feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Johnson, yes. Okay. Um... Chris Paul. Chris Paul, yes. You guys can go faster. Yeah. Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire is one of the double offenders. David Robinson. You you know what? Actually, hold on a second. Chris Paul was not a teammate of Kevin Garnett in the All-Star game. Oh. There's my strike. There's a strike. Wow. So Pina wins. That's it. (laughs) All right, congratulations. <laughs> we, don't even have, we don't even have to do round three. Um, just to give you a, f- a few, I'll go through real quick. John Stockton, Hakeem Olajuwon, Carmelone, Sean John Kemp. John Stockton, Latrell wow. Sprewell, Mitch, Ri- Mitch Richmond, Detlef Shrimp, David Robinson. Uh, a lot, some of the guys, the, the, uh, the two you didn't get that were in both uh, conferences, Rashard Lewis with the Sonics and the Magic, and Carmelo with the Nuggets and the I was, That was my next guess yeah. was Carmelo. Couple of the other uh, repeat offenders. Al Horford was actually a teammate twice. Uh, Derek Rose, Dwight Howard, T Mac, Paige Stojakovic was a three-time uh, <laughs> teammate of Chris uh, Weber. Chris Weber was a three-time teammate. Yao was a four-time teammate. David Robinson. That's how long KG has been playing. It, was play, uh, you know? Did you say Jason Kidd was he ever a teammate? 
Yes, Jason Kidd was a two-time yeah. teammate with the Suns. Um, so Paul, Chris Paul was just I. He was that was his. He's made ten straight All Stars or nine straight, but it started his third year of the year that KG got traded to the Celtics. So that's right. Yep. Too much of an overlap. Kyrie Irving, Allen Iverson, Tony Parker was a two-timer. Mehmet Okur, of course. I can't believe that wasn't the first guess. Josh Howard. My Andre first guess was Rondo, so <laughs> being an idiot. <laughs> Andre Karolenko. Sean Marion was a four-time teammate mm. of, of KG, as was Steve Francis was a three-timer. Uh, all right. Congratulations, congratulations Pina. What, what was the, uh, the third round? I'm just curious. Uh, the third round was just a couple random... Uh, Random like draft inspired questions. Double or nothing, Mike. I mean, I love trivia. Can we do it? Is yeah, it okay? it's three. It's, it's three questions. It's real quick. And this one, I I, I said it, it's going to be the first one to answer. All right. Okay. And we do so this every once in a while. Just uh, yell. You can you can whisper. It's wh- whoever's first. Okay. You just got to say it. Um. So re- you ready for question one? Yes. Which high school did Kevin Garnett attend? Um, the answer is Farragut Academy. Uh, question two: Name one <laughs> of the four players drafted before KG in 1995. Joe Smith. Ooh, wow! Yeah, the other ones are uh, Rasheed Wallace, Jerry Stackhouse, and uh, I'm blanking at the moment. Maybe Antonio McDice was that that year? Um, Sounds right. Anyways, uh, the last one, last question. This one's kind of kind of random. But anyways, uh, KG when when he retired, he was the leader uh, in for in his draft class in the '95 draft class, led that class in points, rebounds, and assists, all three categories. KG was the leader. Uh, since then, so it was just, this is 2020. I guess 2020 hasn't happened yet. But since then, only one player of all the drafts that have happened since 1995 uh, lead their entire draft class across the board lebron LeBron. <laughs> yeah you got it uh, i'll yeah. say Giannis is Giannis is very close he's like uh he's a couple hundred rebounds behind gobert and only four assists behind uh schrader or schroeder um i was i was thinking that you were gonna say kelly olenek had him in points <laughs> but i guess he's passed him yeah 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 there are there are a handful of guys that that lead their draft classes in two categories um Tim Duncan, Powell, Chris Paul, Harden, Westbrook, Kemba, which is interesting because he was drafted the same year as Kyrie, leads that draft class in both points scored and assists. Uh, Dame Lillard and Carl Anthony Towns are two category leaders. But uh, LeBron's the only one since KG to do it. And, you know, at time, you know, over time, uh, that's why I wouldn't be surprised to see Giannis, assuming he plays a long time, take over all these, all those other guys. Yeah, but uh, Bad draft. What's Giannis. up? Giannis's draft class was not good. Yeah, man, I was reminded of how bad some some of the other ones are have been over the years. Like, like mm-hmm. I think Kenyon Martin might lead, or maybe j- barely trails in points, but is the leader in rebounds. In two thousand. Yeah, if, whatever year that was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad one. Anyways, cool. That was another fun. trivia in the books. Uh, before. Before we transition into the KG talk, let me just tell you guys real quick that with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think that there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong yet again. Our exclusive partners, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, as they are bringing Vegas to you. 
Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're into entertainment, into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Uh, all open 24 hours a day, all online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. All right. So as uh, while we're talking about Kevin Garnett, uh, B Rob, it was announced I think this week. I mean, all the time is just just one flat circle now. But I think it was this week that uh, Kevin Garnett they announced that he will be inducted. We all knew it was coming, but this summer he will be mm-hmm. inducted into the the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know. Let's let, let's talk about that for a little bit. Any what what, what what were your first thoughts? I mean, no one was surprised, obviously. But uh, I don't know. What do we think? What are some KG? Is there a first? Is there a KG memory that that comes to mind to you, I mean, or just a? There's a million. Um, I, I one of the first things I think about when I think about KG is a quote that Doc Rivers said about the Hall of Fame years ago, and he was I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically that you know in the Hall of Fame there's all these great players, obviously, but there's like a table at the Hall of Fame that only a select few of all-time greats get to actually sit at. And Kevin Garnett gets to sit at that table. And so that just kind of speaks to, you know, if we were to tier the, the, the caliber of players that are already celebrated for being just all-time legends, Kevin Garnett is a step above just about all of them, which really speaks to his impact and his influence. And, I mean, you could argue that there were, like, long stretches, and if he had better teammates, that he would have been regarded as the best player of his generation. And uh, it was really awesome to watch him play for the Boston Celtics. Uh, yeah, I, over this last couple of weeks, have been watching lots of old NBA, since that's obviously the only program that's on right now. Yogi. And, yeah, Yogi <laughs> has as well. He's been chiming in a lot. And... The I managed to catch a couple KG games. One would be the 2000, I think three or four game seven against the Kings that let them get to the conference finals. Um, and it was just a stark reminder of because that was a just a I think KG went for 30 and 20 in that game, and that was the only time he got to the to West Conference Finals. The Wolves, but the bigger point was just the absolute garbage that was on the floor of him, and how <laughs> easy it is to forget, uh, like how he carried the team that team in those days with like you know obviously Sam Cassell had something left in the tank and Spreewell had a little bit left but then you, know, you had the likes of like it's like Ir- Terrell Brandon yeah it's like, like Terrell Bra- Irvin Johnson was on the floor in crunch time next to him like just absolute nothing <laughs> on the floor for these games and how good he was and to your point Mike just how you know many championships he would have had if he had just uh, a decent you know second start with him for most of his career and he got in Boston, and the they had six amazing years, or mostly amazing years, because of it. But um, that just remembering just how good he was in that era in Minnesota, uh, Rich was like what you know a game like that really brought to the forefront of KG. Yeah, and you and you talk about how how shitty his his supporting cast was, and again he was there for twelve years. And remember, he as we as we learned in, in during the trivia segment, like he only missed twenty five games. Yeah. Like the dude went out there every single night. 
like living in Minnesota, right? Where he's probably walking to the, walking to the arena or getting to the arena through negative temperatures. Like that's not an easy place to 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 pull up your bootstraps every single day and 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 go to. And hey, it's easy when you're when you're setting uh, contract records every time you sign a new deal. But like you know, a lot of guys don't do that despite all that money. And KG was just a different dude. And and for me, uh, you know, you talked about the six great years that the Celtics had with KG. You know, my my big takeaway or my biggest point is just the fact that he okay you can talk about whether it was Danny Danny Ainge ultimately but the acquisition of Kevin Garnett changed rechanged the course of Celtics history you know I mean I was looking at some of the numbers so the, the 13 it's been 13 seasons now since since KG uh, was traded to Boston the 13 seasons before that the Celtics won three total playoff series and missed the playoffs in eight of those 13 seasons uh, in the 13 years since they've won 16 playoff series I'm going I'm to count this year as, as making the playoffs since I think they did clinch. Uh, they missed the playoffs only once in the 13 season since since KG was traded. It just it just changed everything. I mean, not to mention because uh, not only did, did he bring all that success for six years, but he was a, a huge part of the trade that netted them the the, the draft picks that then brought Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, like like everything about the future changed once Kevin Garnett came to Boston, and I think that his that they'll be the Celtics will be feeling the positive effects of that deal up right up until Jason Tatum either gets traded or leaves or, or retires. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then that's why, and that's the kind of guy, Pina, that, that gets to sit at that table. I think the kind of guy yeah. that, that impacts a franchise in that way. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that it's, it's really interesting that we don't really talk about the, the actual trade a lot in, in terms of just all time, franchise altering transactions i mean the ones that get brought up i think more are for sure the the nets trade the harden trade but you don't really we don't really hear too much about um the kevin garnett trade which was seismic and i mean i i'm sure you guys remember where you were when you first heard i remember where i was i was working as a a camp counselor (laughs) and i was carrying uh three large dunkin donuts iced coffees and what camp mike uh day camp Mm. Mm, indeed i was at camp chicken me so that's yeah that's a rival nice uh, <laughs> and I uh, almost dropped the iced coffees. I was like, just completely stunned and in shock. And like, re- I think I probably like requested to go home for the day, and they were like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and how do you find out back then? Because it's not there's no Twitter, right? Yeah, my, my co counselor was just like he just told me, and then I forget. I honestly forget how we verified it. Maybe there was like a, a computer in the. Um, inside in like the office or something, we scrambled around, or maybe it was in the newspaper. I honestly don't even remember how I specifically saw it to verify it, but um, yeah, it was. It's it's just one of those things that he is such a like the the when you think about the way he played and how unique he he was in terms of like just the manic energy and the really like the the insane focus like no one really is like him in the league right now I think and he talks about players who remind him of him like Giannis and like Russell Westbrook but like really there's only one Kevin Garnett like he spits when he talks and I uh I was at an uncut gems like press thing with him and Adam Sandler a little while ago when that movie came out and they were going on their press tour and we got to sit in, me and a few other writers got to sit in this, like, really small conference room at a hotel in Manhattan. 
And it was him, and it was the directors of the movie, the Safdie brothers, and it was Adam Sandler on one side of the table, and then it was about a dozen writers on the other side. And he was just telling stories, and he, like, dominated the room. And it's like Adam Sandler was sitting right next to him just cracking up. And it's like he's just such a unique guy. And he did an interview recently with uh, Shams uh, on The Athletic, and it's like anytime he does a Q&A, you have to read it. You just have to because he's going to say something ridiculous and he has a way with language and words that is uh, unlike anyone else. And uh, he's a treasure and I miss watching him play. <laughs> I remember there, there are a few, there are only a few times, you know, my time in an NBA locker room or around NBA teams that it seemed that a player on a team instilled fear in his teammates and that can go two ways, right? Like something that maybe that isn't always necessarily a great situation, but like, and it wasn't necessarily a fear of being, being scared of Kevin Garnett, but it was just like, like not wanting to let Kevin Garnett down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that he, and, that, and that's part of just sort of like raising everyone on the team to another level is that like even guys who, you know, you're playing for yourself, but you also feel like you're playing for KG just because first of all, you're probably a little scared of letting him down, but also you just don't want, because you know how much he cares, you know how much he plays, how hard he plays. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was, I, I, I would have been terrified as a young player, you know, talk about like a, like a Gabe Pruitt, you know, or like, or a big baby or some of those guys like, who came yeah, in. He broke Patrick O'Brien, <laughs> like broke him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it just it made yeah it made big baby cry on national television uh and it's like that was in my top 10 moments it, column for him for kg that was a KG that was a great cried, moment yeah, yeah I, I love that game um just Wait, the towel real, over real the quick. Head. oh that's what it was on the, it was on the bench i was on the yeah, bench so the yeah the, the the second unit had blown a big lead <laughs> at the end of the fourth quarter so the starters had to come back in and so kg just like let baby have it and the when the starters were back in you could they panned a baby on the bench crying um and that was also fun fact about that game was it's also the same game early in the 2007-2008 season where where kg was barking at jared bayless while playing defense um which is like one of the first kind of like you know holy crap what is this this guy's an absolute lunatic and it's like (laughs) it's awesome um clips of uh garnett in a celtics uniform i'll always remember him also during the uh you guys remember the 2009 first round series against the bulls like one of the best playoff series oh, ever yeah. and he was hurt right he, for that one? yeah he, he yeah. that was the year he didn't play a minute in the playoffs um uh the celtics ended up winning that series and uh every game was really close but i just remember him uh on the sidelines with uh this like sweater vest and uh, oh, yeah. Like so, he's just like such a good dresser too. Like underrated in my opinion. Just everything fit him so well, and he's just like barking at Ben Gordon, like in <laughs> Ben Gordon's face. Like it was, uh, it's just like a mental image that I have of him that is so hilarious. And Ben Gordon probably wanted to just walk into traffic, and uh, yeah, Kevin Garnett is just such a one of a kind human being. Looks like Gordon also had one of the probably the best playoff series of his career. That one too. That's the highlight of his career, easily yeah. that series. <laughs> Anyone have did, did you have the honey nut Cheerios on your top ten, B Rock? <laughs> no, that didn't make it in. Uh yeah. we had the bar fight interview of Craig Sager, um after the the twenty six point comeback against the Magic. And then 
Sager just interviews. I mean, him and Sager interviews are always oh, great. Oh, my he, God. He literally just, it was like, Sager didn't even ask a question. KG just went on like a two-minute rant about, you know, have you ever been in a bar fight? You know, it's, you know, we were breaking chairs over each other and stuff, and <laughs> Sager just let him go, and it's just like, he's like, I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> I love when he told Sager to go home and burn his outfit. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's God, another one. so <laughs> great. That was great. So great. Um, yeah, what else we got here? That knuckle push-ups uh, oh. during the the east finals in 2012 against the heat when he did the he got knocked down and did like three or four knuckle pushes i feel like that kind of caught fire um with other people after that and then i mean the other ones are just obvious like the bank shot in game six against the lakers the interview after the anything is possible interview and then him coming back to boston with the nets that first time um with pierce cool all right so should we do you want to do you so think transition to the yeah? Is Kevin Garnett going to? That's the big question on everyone's mind. I mean, we've been getting so many emails about it. Um, is <laughs> Kevin Garnett going to be the? Is two thousand eight Kevin Garnett going to be the top pick in our two thousands Celtics draft? Also, uh, in, in my opinion, real quick before we get to that, um, at SB Nation we're doing this big uh, bracket about like the best teams that never won the championship, and. Uh, the 2009 Celtics were not eligible because the 2008 Celtics won the championship. But in my opinion, the 2009 Celtics, which were was a team that was better than they were in 08, for a lot of just you know cohesive reasons. That was you know they'd been together a year, they'd been through the fire together. I think that team is like just they were 27 and two going into Christmas Day against the Los Angeles Lakers. That team was just unbeatable man that was a, such a great basketball team yeah that, that one night in utah mm. changed everything Sad. um should have sat out more games in minnesota <laughs> that's actually what was yeah. going through my head when i said under for that question <laughs> it's like he better have been <laughs> under that so do you want to, should we should we generate our, our draft here yes yeah, so why don't you generate the picks rich i'll do a quick you know, if anyone missed it last week, the the basic premise of this draft is uh, it's a three team draft between the three of us, uh, ten rounds, and we are just going through every decade um, that you know over the last four decades. So we did the two thousand tens last week. If you missed it, and you essentially you can only pick a guy once that who's played for the Celtics in that decade, and you essentially are assigning the best season. A player has had in that decade um so in this for instance for now we're doing the 2000s so it would be you know the 2007 2008 version of kg uh would be you know defensive player guy but exactly and once he's picked then kg's off the board entirely so that's his one but anyone who's played for the celtics from 2000 through the 2009-10 season is eligible uh for this uh for this draft uh, 82 players total is what I counted. I, I did not recount. I only counted once, but I think 82 players are, is, is the, the pool that we're that we have to choose from here. Yeah, it was actually easier to get, or at least for me, to make a big board for easier to get the 30 guys. Making the big board for the players 11 to 30 was not was not easy. All right, you guys ready for the picks? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna see if this NBA music works at the at this website. It's like the I think it's the the round ball rock. Uh, I'm gonna turn it down actually a little bit. <laughs> uh, pick three is B Rob. All right. Pick two. I don't know which one I want. Pick two belongs to Pina. It's once again the top pick. 
Pick three is the best Goes to for this Bazoon. draft, in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't hate. I don't hate going three. Uh, number one. Okay, so with the first overall pick, I'm gonna do it. I'm taking. I'm taking Kevin Garnett. He's he's the glue. He sets the tone. Damn it. Um, yeah. No. What has he got here? Uh, Nineteen nine, three and a half assists, block and a half, a steal and a half. First team all defense. First team all NBA defensive player of the year. Uh, that's my that's my glue. That's my man in the middle, Kevin Garnett. And I know he doesn't like to play center. We'll see how the draft plays out. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll grab a big man for him, him to get some breaks. But uh, I think I'm going to roll with him as my center. <sighs> I hate you. I really wanted Kevin Garnett on my team. I, I really thought it was an easy him. number one. I mean, like, I think everyone you talked to says he was, you know, who was the most important guy on that team it was KG. So it's like. He was yeah, I feel, I feel great. I feel great, guys. Thank you. You could make arguments <laughs> for some other guys, but I think that KG was the no-brainer because of just where, what else is available in this draft. Uh, not a lot of depth at certain positions, let's just say. Um, cool. So at number two, uh, I'm going with... This is uh, This is so tough. Is it? Well, look who you're talking I to. Yeah, it's just true. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, which you one know are you going to take? Do it. Yeah, no, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Rondo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yes. Uh, 2010, Rajon Rondo, 23 years old, had uh, some of the best performances I've basically ever seen on a basketball court in that playoff series against the Cleveland Cavaliers uh just took over down 2-1 game four it looked like they were gonna get smoked comes out he has I don't have the numbers specifically in front of me but he had like a re- absolutely absurd game just a great all-around player back then he used to play defense um probably one of the best passers in the league already at that time uh the jumper uh has never come around unfortunately <laughs> Hmm. Uh, but I have a setup man, and I also have looked around at kind of the point guards available in this draft, and that's kind of why I, I went here instead of with uh, who I think is going to get taken next by B-Rub. I mean, you thought Paul Pierce was disrespected by going number 10 in the <laughs> 1998 draft, when it was. Going to number three in this draft with Rondo going over him, I mean... Real quick, wow. Rondo uh, led the league in steals that year. Career high, thirteen point seven points, and was first team all defense as well. Mm-hmm. So, so B Rob, the big question is which Paul Pierce are you taking? Because that, there are two very a... different Paul Pierce oh, yeah. available right now. And that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the uh, the basketball reference here, and the easy choice is the you know the the, the championship finals the MVP, finals MVP, obviously the thirty year old Paul Pierce. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at I'm looking at. 2001 2002 Paul Pierce the guy mm-hmm. who averaged 26 a game who shot over 40 percent from three while taking six attempts um who was absolutely absurd that postseason dragging a bunch of stiffs and Antoine Walker to the game six to the Eastern Conference Finals and started um, all 82 games of that season started all, yeah played 40 minutes a game um gosh but he was he was a little bit not a knucklehead at that time, but like he wasn't all in defensively as he became later in his career. Um, 
So, but no, I'm I'm too. You know, we need the scoring on this team. I'm going with the the 24 year old, or even honestly, like the 0506 version of Pierce when they were terrible. He averaged 26 that year too for a terrible team. Um, averaged 10 free throws a game. Hmm. So yeah, but maybe you know. Know. but but I mean, for it was a lot of trash games. I mean, yeah. it was a trash team. So, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going 0102 Pierce just because. I think that guy was underappreciated to a degree in terms of what he could do offensively and with very little around him. Um, and the good news is he's getting Ray Allen next to him. Um, <laughs> the 2007, uh, 2000, actually, you know what? Going 28, 2008, 2009 version of Ray. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, good choice. Because yeah. when he just got one more opportunity, obviously when, when KG got hurt. Um, but yeah, I feel real good about uh, getting those two uh Hmm. At the uh, the back end of the first round and the, the, the second round, I have a question. Did yeah. you ever consider not taking Ray Allen? Because there's someone who I'm the person I'm about to take. Uh, you got you got you got a few few picks before it gets to you, my man. What do you mean? No, 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 no damn it! <laughs> yeah, damn sorry, it. buddy. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't think twice about. Not saying um, you should have, but yeah, he was honestly he was honestly ahead of Rondo on my board. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that's disrespectful. So. Yeah. Um, okay, you can have Ricky Davis, Pina. Go <laughs> I'm going with. Uh, damn it! Now I'm like second guessing what I was about to say with a lot of confidence. Um, screw it. Don't, I'm going I'm going <laughs> I'm going Al Jefferson to that Ooh, 2007 okay. version of Big Al. He was the centerpiece of the deal that brought KG in. Uh no, obviously not his prime, but it was his third year and he did make a leap that season. Um 16 and 11 got the fundamentals in the post. Shot over 50% from the floor. Uh yeah, I'm going with uh I'm going with Big Al. It's funny. I said in the uh, in the opening trivia, I think what KG had was it 29 double doubles in 71 games. Mm-hmm. Al Jefferson had 38 double doubles in 69 games. There you go. So Al Jefferson is better than Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. I think is what we're getting. Yeah. At. Wow. All right. So who was who, you're? Oh, so you have Rondo and Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Interesting. My team's terrible. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Um, so it's interesting. I need to. I need. And the, and I understand why you took Rondo so early, Peanut, because the the, the point Ooh, guard situation bad. is not great. But I'm very happy with taking Kenny Anderson. Uh, <laughs> oh, I oh one oh two Kenny Anderson, <laughs> ten and five, 32, 76 games. He twelve and five in the playoffs. Stepped it up. The guy knows how to run run a team. Um, I I, I enjoyed his Celtics tenure. Uh, a lot. You enjoyed Kenny Anderson's Celtics tenure. Okay. I did. I thought he I, I, he wasn't all-star Kenny Anderson. He was only a one-time all-star. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. Georgia Tech or or New, or New Jersey Nets, but he was he was an older man who had learned how to play the game. He knew how to run a team. It, we talk about Pierce. Okay, you talk about Pierce uh, leading the that team to the conference finals against the Nets. Kenny Anderson was a huge part of that. He was the point guard on that team. He's the point guard on my team. And I got to go with Antoine Walker. Oh, uh, 2000, 2001, uh, 23, nine and five and a half, almost two steals. Uh, this was before he had got, he went way off the deep end with three pointers. He was a 37% uh, three point shooter uh, in 2000, 2001. 
and I like him as a uh, as a four in 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 this uh, dynamic. So uh, Antoine Walker and Kenny Anderson <laughs> to go along with KG. Okay. Um, Are you gonna? I know. I know. I there's a obvious. Just a real. I thought it was. I think it's interesting that you first of all you took Kenny before technically before Antoine Walker. Yeah, I think that's disrespectful. Like, What's going on? Well, isn't, there, this a, isn't, this a, isn't this the keeper league? I thought it was a keeper after the third round. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I for some reason have never, not for some reason. There's a lot of reasons. I've never liked Dan Fomacher, and I, I never would have picked him in this exercise. Just gonna throw that really? out there. Really. So, g- given who, c- considering that Kenny Anderson was already off the board, who would you would have taken someone else over Antoine? That would have been a wild move. Mm. I took Rondo I've been happy. up here, so look who you're talking to. I mean, that's true. <laughs> I need and- I needed Antoine on my team to yell at Paul on the bench to like get him going. That there's one guy that I have my eyes on now that I really hope is still around, but there's no way. Mm-hmm. Actually, Penis almost up, certainly going to take him. All right, so Penis on the board here for number eight overall. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is where things start to get It's already just real. It's, it's about already, to get dark. I mean, Kenny Anderson already, like... All this Kenny Anderson hate. He was a very solid player. I know, but he, oh no, no, he was solid, but not. I don't think he was. He was not. Let's just say I, I would have enjoyed. Uh, I would have enjoyed Chauncey Billups. That's that's what I would have enjoyed. Mm. Um. So it's my turn. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys saying that there's someone obvious here? Is that what I was I was hearing? No, it was I opposite. I think this things get murky now. Okay. I th- I think there's someone that there's someone that I really want next. Okay. Well, it's very obvious to me. I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with James Posey. Mm. 2008, obviously, James Posey. <laughs> um, his one-and-done season with the Boston Celtics. Uh, I feel like he's lost to history a little bit. Uh, just He was really essential um, in, t- in a lot of different ways to that championship-winning team, and then he got that big contract immediately. Um, really would have been cool if he, if he hung around. Um, but he got paid, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm already at the p- point where it's just like I need, I need just like a solid three and D. I need some kind of spacer who who I don't I don't want to lean too hard on an outside shooter, but um, someone who can hit who can knock down the the open three when Rondo drives and kicks. Basically, I was pretty shocked when I was going through all, all these all these players and their stats by. And I don't want to say shitty, but just, I mean his numbers were not great. You know, his his I, I, and you say he's sort of been lost to history, but I still remember him as being obviously a huge part of that team. I would have guessed he averaged more than ten points a game, just you know, off the top of my head. But uh, not a lot of yeah, shots to played, go around. Yeah, no, I guess that's true. I only played twenty four minutes a night, but he just seemed like he had a, a greater impact. I guess he just made the most of his minutes. And obviously, this is one one thing that is probably a product of playing with KG a lot that year. But he had the fifth best defensive rating in the league. Mm. in 08 so you can put that in I didn't even know that so uh, put that made me pipe, feel even yeah. better about my pick mm-hmm. yeah Posey I feel is that's a good pick Mike and I feel that is one of the ultimate what if like if I know he got that huge contract with the Pelicans that the Celtics opted not to to match because they thought he was going to be washed up by year three which he was um, but was he out of the league if, by 2011 2012 yeah yeah i think by the end of the deal he was out like he literally he had a great year 
0809 for New Orleans, and then pretty much like lost it. Yeah, um, he was already thirty, right? So, um, but it is like I do wonder if he's on that 0809 team. I think that Celtics team, even without KG, still might get to the finals. I think they beat the Magic if Posey's on that team because they were so decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, even if KG, because like you know, Leon Poe got hurt and probably one other person they were playing like scout big minutes in that series he started didn't he yeah i think he started for a bunch of that series so it's like it makes me wonder like because ray and pierce and rondo and even perk were so good in that series i wonder if just like having posey would have you know got them to the finals and you know they probably would have lost there but i still think they could have beaten you know lebron and the company with that with that and then you think about assuming he would also be on the team in 2010 what that looks like right i think It's one of those things where it's like, you know, you you sacrifice, and this is when like this is Angel's credit, like having the foresight mm-hmm. to see the longevity to like for the past couple decades. But you do wonder when you just have the short windows, you know, you make that sacrifice for a year or two, and then you f- kind of figure it out later, um, you know, in terms of dumping that money. But and he wasn't counting on KG being a shell of him of himself. Exactly, for you the don't extent of that. Deal. Right. If you if you knew, I bet you like, and I you know, if you know KG's out in that playoffs, and you're right there, they are. Then yeah, they probably like okay, we'll take that deal and deal with the the end of that contract later. But it is what it is. But yeah, Posey, good good value pick uh, for Mike there. All right, so I got a double header here. Um, three picks till my guy. Three picks to go. This guy, I'm not gonna lie, was. Uh, he shouldn't have been. He's probably seventh on my board. I'm I'm taking Perk. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I'm probably gonna take the 0809 version of him, mm-hmm. where who averaged a double double in the playoffs with KG. Perk pre torn um, ACL. Good yeah, player. Was, was that good player? Exactly. Like kind of had stuff. He was kind of crappy in towards the end of the 2010 playoff run, um, but when he was you know 24 and his he physically wasn't kind of given out yet, uh, he was. He was, you know, gave you a little bit of something around the rim. but it could actually, like, finish around the basket. And, you know, the defense is, you know, doesn't need any explanation there. So that's my pick. Um, I went. I would have gone 0-9-0-10 or 0-9-10. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, yeah, pretty much the same player, right? Right. Uh, but you're right. One more year of experience there probably helps him out. He would have been 25 in 0-9-0-10. I have a real, real quick before ten. you make your next pick, your next pick, B-Rub. I wanted to make this point when we were talking about Posey, but if they had kept Posey, do you think that they ever make the Jeff Green Perkins trade? No. Yeah, no. there you go. So They don't sign Rashid Wallace. Just a lot of either. different things. Yeah, that's a big yeah. what if. Big what if. It's a big what if. I mean, I might have to write a column about that now because um, <laughs> I got time. Um, <laughs> all right, two all more right. picks. So I want my guy. More... Come on. All right. This is... Ugh. Yeah. This is a this is a tough one, but I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm going sheet here. Oh wow. uh, nine oh ten, because Thank for you. as bad as <sighs> for as bad as he was during the regular season, he was pretty lights out in that postseason in the twenty minutes a game. Was he? That, uh, yeah, like he shot the lights out um, against the Cavs and the Magic, and I'll bring up his playoff stats here right now. But for it's. He obviously ran out of gas, and yeah, he shot. All right, his numbers weren't great, but it felt <laughs> like he shot light now. He shot like thirty-five percent from three, 
Um, only played 18 minutes a game, but I just feel like he was gave them very, very valuable minutes and was, you know, he was, he did everything you wanted him to do in the playoffs as long as he didn't have to play 35 minutes in those games. So I, from a talent level, um, with a lack of like reliable bigs that can guard and shoot the three that's on the restless list, I'll, I'll still take that on this team and, and go to have him battle in the trenches. All-time underrated player. She, yeah, yeah. It might be a reach there, but I still, I still like it. Come on, Pina, let me have him. I, let me have yeah, him. Yeah, I. One more she point after the 2010 finals in game seven I, re- I i will always appreciate rasheed wallace trying to uh barge down the referee locker room door um in the moments after <laughs> that one that's just that was a just a great like i was uh, in, an inconsolable human being at that point in my life and when yeah. i first heard about uh, him doing that it, it made me smile so and that's why he might be like underrated because that stuff overshot you know it's like you, you you put forth a pathetic effort all season. <laughs> like it, it, like his 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 regular was season sad. was was p- pathetic. He was out of shape. Where he shot twenty eight percent from three. Again, he was thirty five years old. You know his his best days were, were over. Drinking Bud but, Lights after every game in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. I remember the way he used to sip those Bud Lights. It was the coolest thing I ever seen. But um, <laughs> and then and then the last game of the year, you're you're up three two in the finals. You know your team needs you for the last game. You don't ha- you don't have the the stamina to do it. And granted, it was it was a it was a tough stretch for. I mean, the no one no one in that game had it. Yeah, but but anyways. he was particularly bad. Yeah, yeah. should have put Nate Robin. Yep, should have put Nate Robin. Okay, Pina, pick Yuri Welsh so we can move <laughs> on, please. Um, so this is just my pick now. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. going second, underrated. Even though my team sucks, I am going with Tony Allen. Ooh, oh, good pick. Right. Uh, and it was really difficult for me to actually figure out what year of Tony Allen I wanted because that's true. You could do pre torn ACL. I forgot about that. Yeah, and like in two thousand eight, like he was the one he guarded Kobe uh, quite a bit in that finals, and Kobe eventually said that Tony Allen was the best defender he ever went up against, which is uh, quite the compliment. Um, yeah, don't tell Ruben Patterson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to go with 08. Uh, and I guess Tony Allen is going to be starting next to Rondo. <laughs> uh, I think, Mike, he only played, I would go, think I should 2010 go. easily. Like, he, he got yeah. hurt towards the end, but he was so good in those playoffs, like, up until the Lakers series because he hurt his ankle. But he played three, 400 minutes in that series. Um, why am I not? Is, I think, I, how do I not remember that at all? Interesting. Um, I think maybe you might be confusing with 08. I think you're probably confusing it because he very played in 08 for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah no. Um, you're right. Yes. Thank you for saving me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In his prime. Um, the statistics were. Should have resigned him. Yeah. The the yeah. That's another one who went to Memphis, or I guess supposing he went to New Orleans or wherever he went. Um. Yeah, no, uh, trick-or-treat Tony, all-timer, uh, great personality, love him on Twitter, uh, missed a lot of layups, which I could relate to in my own pickup game. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going Tony Allen and I guess 08, and it, I mean uh, 2010, and 
my team is just going all in on defense. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, not much shooting on, on penis. We so, so wait, that's your fourth player? Yeah, so, so we your were fourth almost... round and fifth round coming up. Okay. Rich. So by the way, so the guy that I would have taken over all these guys is still available. Is it your pick? It's my pick. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I'm going, so I have, right now I have KG, Antoine Walker, and Kenny Anderson. So I, I need like a two guard. Uh, and I'm going with 0506 Delante West. I had him yeah, on my board. Yep. Yeah, that's a good season for 71 me. games, 12 points, four rebounds, four assists, 1.2 steals, 39% from three. An absolute gamer. A uh, great defender, whether whether it's help or, or just just manning up a guy. Uh, I remember when, when he uh, was guarding Dwayne Wade in that that one year for the Celtics in the playoffs. Um, that was just a very 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 easy and uh, it, and maybe you can we can forget now because you know kind of the the turns that Delante's life has taken. But you know when he was before that trade, and it, it, people you forget that he came back to the Celtics for was like five or six games. Um, I think in eleven maybe that that Delante I wouldn't wouldn't qualify for this draft but before that trade to uh to seattle for ray allen he was he was a very very good player and he was a great player uh, when he was with lebron in cleveland mm-hmm. and before all that stuff went down but um yeah so delante west is my two guard oh five oh six and oh i have another pick too you do. um so i could use a i guess a three hmm who to go with all right, I got it narrowed down to a few. I mean, maybe. Huh. Need an answer. I know I need an answer. This is for my start. This, this like you said, B Rob. This is where it gets really, really ugly. Uh, where it starts to get ugly. You know what? Just because he's such good friends with KG, I'm going to take uh, Wally Zerbiak. Oh five, oh six. Thirty-two games after the trade, seventeen points a night, shot forty percent from three. Uh, yeah, that's it. Wally, Wally S. Bring that Minnesota magic mm-hmm. to Boston. Um, all right, Mike, to fill out your starting five here. I am. Uh, I know I said earlier that the point guard position was really thin, but now it's really thin, and so <laughs> I don't know if I'll have an opportunity to take this guy. I thought Rich, you were going to take him. I'm going Gary Payton in in 2005, and. Uh, you know, he only played with the Celtics for one season. Uh, obviously, this is not his prime, but he did have some moments uh, after this when he went to the Miami Heat and won a championship. So there was a little bit left in the tank. He, his his numbers from that season are not terrible. Uh, you know, six assists a night. I, I don't know if he can play beside Rondo, probably not, uh, but coming off the bench, uh, I think he's just, just, there's like a steep cliff after him, so that's what we're going with. Solid pick. Um, yeah, that's uh, the last big name on this list, I feel like, or one of them. Um, all right, so I got two picks here. I need a point guard. And Mike just took the last like respectable one off the board, so we're gonna wait there for a while. I think we're gonna <laughs> interesting. We're gonna let the dust settle. Jr. Bremer is still hanging out there. Yeah, Jr. Bremer okay. is still available. Um, you know what? We gotta go here. I think this guy is the size of a point guard, but has no passing skills whatsoever. <laughs> but we don't. Is. We we don't need that though. We I need know what you're going with here, someone yeah. to knock down shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
all over the floor, and no one was better at doing that than like the 0809 version of Eddie House, who was just I think he scored 30 points in a playoff game off the bench and shot around 40% from three, just a, a true sniper in every sense of the word. Uh, and obviously one of the part of a one of the best comebacks in Celtics history. Did, so um, quick question about Eddie House. Did he slap someone in the head in that magic series? Or did no, he get Austin slapped? slapped him? He got slapped. I remember the headband just saw that the other day. got knocked yes. off. Yeah, that was funny. Austin, Great moment. That was his thirty point game. So Austin like he had another three in Austin's face and Austin <laughs> like you look it up. You he literally just he started running down the floor and Austin just slapped him from behind. <laughs> He got that was a great game moment. after that. Just, just legendary stuff. So that was, uh, yeah. So he, I'll, you know, he had his defensive issues, but we got some good defense in the back line here. Per his and, kid, his kid was like a little mascot yeah, running his, around. Yes. So that I uh, would be terrified to see that kid's like in college now. That's that's. Uh, yeah, I actually think he plays college basketball. No kidding. And well, his and, and Eddie House is actually married. Uh, <laughs> Eddie House is actually married to uh, Mike Bibby's sister, or at least, or at least he was. Uh, I don't know if they if they're still together, but wow. uh, Char- really? Charlie, Charlie or Charlesy, something. They used to sit right in front of me at games, and she would scream at him all game. <laughs> and I swear there there would be times where, and it, it was like not right behind the Celtics bench, but it was behind the Celtics bench uh, where Eddie would be on the sidelines during a timeout, and Doc would be would be yelling out instructions. And I swear to God, the entire time Eddie was just looking right at his wife, and she was yelling stuff at him. It was pretty <laughs> unbelievable. Oh eight oh nine that that season, Eddie House he did, he did he broke Danny Ainge's rec- single season record uh, franchise record at the time with a forty four percent from three that year. Ray Allen ended up beating it twice. So Eddie House that that season is the third most uh, efficient three point season in Celtics history. Uh, so so Ray Allen is one and two. Eddie House is three. Danny Ange is four. F- number five is seventeen eighteen. Jason Tatum, forty three percent. Legend, pretty amazing. That's um, all right. So let's do. So I'm going to start round six, but let's recap our starting lamps right now. So I have uh, Eddie House and Ray Allen in the backcourt. Uh, Paul Pierce uh, and Sheed at three and the four, and Perk in the middle. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go, uh, I have Al Jefferson at the five, Posey at the four, and then so far we have this uh, interesting three-guard situation with Tony Allen, Gary Payton, Rajon Rondo, but I mean, Tony Allen can guard basically anyone, so uh, we're good on the defensive end and we'll score about 17 points a game. Okay, uh, I got a pair of lefties in my backcourt with uh, O2 Kenny Anderson and O6 Delante West. Uh, a pair of gunners at the wings with uh, 01 Antoine Walker and 06 Wally Zerbiak and the man in the middle uh, the number one overall pick the defensive player of the year Mr. Kevin Garnett 2008 I think it's pretty clear who has the best team mm-hmm. but it's still young mm. alright well let's see what changes in the second half of the draft Absolutely here uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of just bench marksmen uh, this guy is didn't spend too much time in Boston, but had a pretty meaningful impact, even if it came at the expense of a, a what was it, a six-time All-Star? But that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, Ronnie Rogers, oh one oh two version, um, so just a a lefty marksman off the bench, 
give you a 10 points game, can spread the floor out, um, and then proceeded to uh, resign elsewhere and get the Celtics nothing except for Tony. <laughs> and then sadly, I think he's paralyzed in a, mm. like a yeah, snowmo- snowmobile accident or something. I know. Like a four wheeler, maybe, I think. Yeah. 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 Really sad. But that's really good guy. Unfortunate situation, but uh, made a, quite the impact for the Celtics in his brief time here. Shot over 40% from, from three in the playoffs that season. Yeah, just a, a complete uh, someone you could trust in those spots, and had was great for the Nets too during their uh, deep runs in the playoffs the next couple seasons. What college did Ronnie Rogers go to? Anybody? Wake Forest. Hey. hey. Um, all right, Mike is up. Okay. Um, I'm going with. I guess I'm just going with the talent here. Uh, Rafe of France, 2005, mm-hmm. pretty good season. Uh, I I have no, I have literally no memories um, of him <laughs> <laughs> in a Celtics uniform. Uh, those were some dark days, uh, I think, for the organization. And personally, I was like, you know, that's like when, I don't know if the Pierce, the Pierce trade rumors were, they were, existed right then. Then. yeah yeah yep. Yep. um really just a dark 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 time so uh but then you go back and you look at the numbers and um especially the advanced numbers are, are pretty good and as a big who can shoot a little bit i think he'll be good in the modern nba uh to uh maybe we can play him and al at the same time almost definitely not but uh <laughs> we'll see yeah, he shot. So he shot thirty nine percent from three. The, the next, the oh five oh six for the Celtics, while averaging more than a block a game. That's a nice combination. But I'm glad he's not on my team. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be attacking him uh, on defense every time down. Uh, Richie, right. you're up with a double header here. Okay. Oh, double header! Exciting. Okay. Um, uh, okay, I've got it. Uh, my my first pick, and this doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not taking anyone over anyone else, but I'm going to go uh, in the in the uh, shadow of Rodney Rogers in that trade. I'm going to go with Tony Delk, mm-hmm. solid player off the bench. Yeah, and the so so he stuck around for 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 an extra season uh, right. after that 0102 and the 0203 playoffs. He averaged 16 points a game, almost five rebounds, shot 45 percent from three. He's a little undersized to play two, but he's a nice little combo guard. Uh, with some big game experience, you know, not only in, in the NBA, but in, I think he was the the uh, player of the year in the NCAA tournament uh, when Kentucky won that year. He scored 50 points in an NBA game. Tony Delk, uh, 0203 is my is my pick. And then uh, talk about talent. I'm going with Ricky Davis, man. Wow. His last season, last half season with the Celtics, averaged 19 a night. Was playing over forty minutes a game. He's a guy, especially because he's coming off the bench. You know, he, he's play, coming off the bench. Yep. He's playing under under the iron fist of Kevin Garnett. If anyone's going to get him to play to his potential and realize his limits, I think if, as Ricky Davis, as a guy who only needs to come off the bench and just get buckets, right? That was that was what he did. Just get buckets and then get back. You're not counting on him for anything else. He could be a pretty pretty uh, pretty deadly weapon. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Ricky and Tony Delk. So Tony Delk, I gotta say, I don't know his wingspan, but his arms are the longest. <laughs> he could like touch the ground without bending. Yeah, no, his. Lost, right? I mean, the term knuckle drag is not uh, 
a compliment, but his, I swear to God, his knuckles, he could like tie his shoes <laughs> without bending his waist. Um, so, okay, so it's my turn. Um, I'm going, uh, I was going to take him with my last pick, but I went talent instead. I'm going PJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I love him. Um, <laughs> love him a lot. He hit one of the biggest shots uh, of that title run. And I just you can you kind of felt like I, I from what I remember that the Celtics were very good and you know you had confidence in them being a title contender for that entire season in 08 really but I remember when they got PJ Brown and they convinced him like the big three convinced him to to climb aboard I think he was retired like chopping wood in New Orleans or something um it was like over overall during the all-star break yeah or, or like at the all-star weekend yeah thing. uh so they just like got him to join and he was terrific I mean he's just like this guy you have to respect and he knows how to play and one of my formative basketball memories is watching him flip Charlie Ward uh <laughs> during those Miami Heat New York Knicks days oh, yeah so yeah PJ Brown shout out to him forever um so you've got the the big like role players. You got James Posey and PJ Brown. You just have none of the good players that that complement them. There's a, there's a lot of pressure on Rondo here. A lot of pressure, <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna be there's gonna be some some kind of a HGH situation with Gary Payton too. Okay, <laughs> that's our game plan. All right. So, all right, last pick of the seventh round here. Again, this is really there's still some good names out here. Um, can go with some like some popular names some not so popular names if i want to sacrifice some don't chemistry. worry about pop this is not a time for popularity <laughs> well no i'm worried about chemistry in the locker room here <laughs> um so this guy is someone who i feel like fell under the radar and was actually a pretty pivotal part of the kg trade Ooh, I know who um is. ryan gomps who had uh he averaged you know 12 and 6 during his 0607 season shot 38 percent from three didn't take a ton but shot 46 percent from field and had some pretty good years in minnesota for a, a garbage team out there after he was traded uh before kind of falling off the map as he got towards his 30s but i think he'd be a nice fit for today's nba uh just a kind of a tweener three four who can spread the floor out um egoless yeah, just egoless, kind of does, can rebound a bit, kind of does anything, and it's too bad he never played on a good team because I think he could have been useful. But uh, one of the one of the better Celtics during the dark days of the uh, the mid two thousands. Do you guys, do you guys know this? So he's my second cousin. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. What's it? What's the uh, well, the specific? I guess relation because of uh, well, my grandmother had like seventeen siblings. So he's my da- technically my dad's first cousin, so he's my second cousin. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, got a signed Ryan. You ever had that conversation? Uh, we, I mean, I met him when I was little, when he was at Providence, and uh, just like tearing it up. Um, and I remember right around that time there was that press conference with Jim Calhoun when Providence destroyed UConn and UConn he's from <laughs> Ryan is from uh Waterbury Connecticut and uh so 
letting him go to Providence and not recruiting him. And uh, so Jim Calhoun was very upset after that game, and he, like, lashed out at some question a reporter asked, basically being like, why didn't you get Ryan Gomes? Um, So, no, yeah, he's... I I effed up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, awesome person, really nice guy, and... I was going to take him with my next pick, uh, and I'm, mm. I'm a little upset about it. But uh, no, stealing family members that's next level. Yeah. Make make an offer. Could, <laughs> could <Rhino> up for <laughs> him. Uh, yeah, I really wished he could. Like he wasn't a part of that um, that trade. That was like a little bittersweet thing in my family. Yeah, because uh, I feel like he could have contributed uh, to the championship team. Sure, Definitely. there's a lot of like sneaky good players in that. Again, they didn't amount to anything in terms of team yeah. stuff. But um, All right, so back-to-back picks here for me. I got Rodgers and Gomes off the bench. Um, I'm going to go here early, earlier this decade. I think this is like a true Celtic um, in terms of a, a dirt dog, a grinder, if you will, who who bounced around a lot in the league but played mostly for Celtics and was on some good teams in the mid 2000s and if i'm not mistaken i believe he was a providence guy too yeah uh, he eric was william eric williams mm. um i want to say the O. we'll go with the 0102 version of him he actually averaged 15 points a game for the celtics but that was in 97 um but 0102 you know averaged six points a game just did the dirty work played defense could shoot a little bit from three could get to the line and rebound and stuff but um i'll never forget that you know, Jim O'Brien essentially quit a couple years later when they traded him and Tony Batie for Ricky Davis. So that that tells you all you need to know <laughs> in terms of who's and that guy was. So Ricky Williams, uh, a coach's favorite, clearly. And when uh, in that o one o two playoffs, we keep talking about Eric Williams shot forty six percent from three during Ooh. that that memorable run. There you go. So just a good, uh, really liking my bench here: Ronnie Rogers, Ryan Gomes, Eric Williams. Just a lot of Bray Allen and Paul Pierce are gonna get some rest. Run Thanks on to Providence guys. guys too. Yeah. Too bad Marshawn Brooks uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't play in this decade. decade. Mm-hmm. Or Marty right, Conley. Uh, back to Mike here. Um, so I th- I'm, I'm almost positive. I'm keeping track of who everyone took, but I have this guy on my board right now, and I'm staring at him. And I kind of I th- I think we mentioned him already in the pod, but I'm not sure if anyone has taken him. So apologies if one of you did. Uh, I am going with uh, Nate Robinson. Is that his? Has he been selected yet? No, he's available. Wonderful. Um, it's a good choice. Just a, I think, three-time slam dunk champion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Green still yeah, on the board. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm looking at my team, and I basically just need to just do really funky lineups here. And Nate Robinson, he had uh, some. He had some moments. I feel like. Uh, with the Celtics and uh, more, I think, you know, with, uh, I, th- I remember him when that Bulls series against the Nets where he was just like the best player on the court when there were like several All-Stars. So he's just, a you know, he's a, his career kind of flamed out a little bit, but he, he could uh, pack a punch and freak athlete. Um, I think we're going to play multiple guard lineups, like three guard, maybe four guard lineups, and uh, get really funky. But, yeah, I, f- I feel like he's maybe the most talented player available right now. Was it 41% three-point shooter for that, that half season? 
where he helped uh, lead them mm-hmm. to the finals yeah. or was a part of the finals team. And he said, so yeah, no, like, he led the, the only guy. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only guy on your team that actually even has three point range. So I think that's a really it's true positive addition. Um, okay. So two for me. Yep. Okay. I'm going to go, I could use a little bit more size. I'm going to go a really active fella, Mr. Tony Batie. Mm. Mm. Uh, also, you know, played a big role in saving Paul Pierce's life. So I think that's that's important as well. Uh, Tony Batie coming off the bench, big man. Uh, you know, average. Or I don't know if this is average or his best season, but seven point three points, six and a half boards, one point two blocks. How old would, would you guys guess that Tony Batie is right now, without looking? Fifty-two. Uh, I would say forty-nine. Tony Batie is forty-four years old. Wow. Blew my mind. Um, yeah, so Tony Dutti is my first pick, so I get some size. And then with my second pick, I'm going to – just because I, li- I, I, I like getting him in the system. And, and he did pretty well once, <laughs> I once like getting him in the system. Once he landed <laughs> in Phoenix. Line. I'm going with rookie Joe Johnson. Oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to come off the board at some point. Yeah, he was he, he was decent, you know. He uh, – I had I had him written down. Hold on, let me just check this real quick. You guys can think about your your next picks. I'm surprised but, you can go with Kedrick Brown. <laughs> you know he's he's not even on my uh, on my possibility. Neither my, my potent, him and Forte <laughs> both got both got axed. But uh, but yeah, so he played. Joe, Joe played 48 games with the Celtics. Started 33 uh, his rookie year. 20 points a game, 20 minutes a game, and only you know only 6.3 points. But then he went to to Phoenix, right? Started 27 to 29. That same season, playing 31 minutes a night, averaged 10 points, four rebounds, three and a half assists, almost a steal. Uh, so he had he had a little bit. Of, obviously, he had some game in him, but he was ready to he was ready to show a little bit more than he got a chance to in Boston. So he's going to get that chance on my squad. Rich, can you confirm the much talked about rumor that the the Celtics had their choice of Joe Johnson or Kedrick Brown to include in that deal? I have not heard that. I heard I've I forget where I've seen that talked about before. It might be by Simmons or something like that. Oh wow, um, no, I, I hadn't <laughs> I hadn't heard. Because I'm looking at Kedrick Brown's numbers during his rookie year now, and he shot like 32 percent from the field, like averaged two points, shot 18 percent from three. And if that is true at all, then that like turns from a already horrendous deal into a like <laughs> complete colossus mistake by uh chris wallace but yeah but I, I bet you we don't get kg if if joe johnson stays with the celtics everything changes Ooh, that's that's true <laughs> that <laughs> is true. It, it is we, 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 we would they, the celtics wouldn't have fit the depths that they did uh everything happens for a reason um, um is it my turn all right no it's you get another pick rich here you gotta Oh no! I had, I took Petit and Joe Johnson. Oh, all right, right. Petit and Joe Johnson. Got it. Yep. Mike's uh, up. Leon Poe. Mm. Uh, he scored twenty-one points in Game Two of the two thousand eight Finals, and Phil Jackson made fun of his last name from that point forward. And uh, that's basically it. Uh, I that game was really impressive, and I'm really just going off of that one performance. I feel like he's dined out on that one game 15 minute performance for a while i mean doesn't he work for the celtics still or does he yes like community relations or something like that um 
Yep. Yeah, he's just, oh, it's just a really solid guy. Yeah, too. for I sure. He's a guy that you want. He's a guy you want to be a part of your organization. He's just a stand-up dude. Came from came from nothing. Like had a really tough upbringing, and uh, you know, really he, he was just a professional. You need guys like that. Did he? He had serious knee injuries, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yes. he tore his ACL like in the '09 playoffs. Yeah. yeah, he he had already tore one, and then he tore the other one, and was never the same guy after that. And um, yeah, I think they there was a whole thing where he went to the Cavs after the, you know, that next season, but he didn't have anything left. Yeah, um, and we always forget, and we uh, that he was not a rookie on that championship team. That was his second season already. I always forget that. That's right. That's right. All right, uh, I got two picks to close things out here. Um, I still do not have a point guard on the roster. Wow. Um, so I'm going to have to take one at some point, but I'm not going to take him here. Um, so there's two names that are – there's one guy who got a massive contract that's still out there, um, but I'm not going to go there. I'm actually surprised this other person's out there if I'm going to take him. Glenn Davis. Mm. Um, yeah. The 08 and 09 version of Glenn Davis was a pretty important player once KG went down. And uh, true, he, he hit the the big shot against the Magic to, to tie up the series at four, where he hit the kid running down the floor. <laughs> right, uh, just, <laughs> and and even in the 2010 Finals, you know this Shrek and Donkey with Nate Robinson and uh, yep, and uh, and Big Baby. So it was you know his he clearly flamed out early in in Orlando, but. Some pretty important minutes for the Celtics in the postseasons during those years, so I'm happy to kind of snag him mm-hmm. um, as a 24 year old. And so now we get to the tough question: Who is going to be a point guard on my roster? And <laughs> hey, we can make a trade. I'll I, give you. Uh, I'll give you Gary Payton for Paul Pierce whenever you want it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll okay. talk about you that. Let me know. Uh, throw in a pick. Um, so. I'm, I have two guys left on my board as point guards. I'm, I'm not even sure either of these guys are true point guards, which is, makes this even tougher. Um, Lester Hudson, do but it. But I'm going to – yeah, right. Um, one guy uh, is Mark James. Mike. And Mike James. I was literally me. about to say um, I have no idea who that is, but I would have <laughs> just rolled with it. Um, and the other – but I think – so he was – I think played for like two or three – I think he had multiple stints with the Celtics, to be honest. And the other guy, actually, I think was a respectable NBA player for a couple of years. Not any good Celtics teams, but um, Chucky Atkins. Um, He's on my is, list as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with Chucky Atkins. Played actually ten years in the NBA. Played for the Pistons a while, and actually only played one. Did he only play a half season as a Celtic? Yeah, he yeah. Came, he came to the Celtics as part of that the deal that landed Rasheed that put Rasheed Wallace in Detroit. That's right. Um, so, and then he left for the Lakers after uh, after that half season. But averaged 12 points a game in that half season um, for a pretty bad Celtics team. So, yeah, can it actually can pass the ball, which is more than anyone else on my roster can do outside of Pierce. So I'm gonna I'm I'm taking him for my last pick. Chucky Atkins, solid pick. Good glue, how many, glue how guy. How many more picks do I have? It's your you last one. one right now. Oh, it's my last one. Okay. And then I have one. Um, you know, I have also no memories of the player I'm about to take being on the Celtics, but I'm going with Michael Finley, who okay. all star, yes, all timer. Uh, I believe he's like Mark Cuban's 
secretary or something like that now. Um, he played. Uh, is that true? <laughs> that can't be true. No, he's like he's he's like his right hand man. Okay, well, not his secretary. Sure, secretary, someone who keeps secrets. His, pers- his personal assistant, yeah. Margaret. His- someone who keeps secrets, yeah. baby. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he played twenty one games for the Celtics, uh, nineteen for forty one from the three point line. So. Um, he was really bad. We, that we think that that is going to be consistent. Uh, that that three point percentage of uh, whatever that is, um, very good. So yeah, he's thirty six years old. Obviously, way past his prime. Couldn't really give the Celtics much, um, but we're hoping with the uh, extensive drug program we have um, with our organization, uh, there's going to be some optimism with him and Peyton and some of the other guys. So. Uh, so, Michael Finley, come on down. All right. So, this is the last pick, huh? Last pick. A lot of interesting names still out here. For yeah, I think I know who I'm going to take. Just because I really liked I, This is a guy I randomly remember loving when he was on the Celtics for that, that 0-1-0-2 playoff run. Uh, so, just before before I announce him, let's just mention a few of the guys real quick that did not get drafted. Uh, Walter McCarty. Tommy Heinsohn would be very upset that Walter McCarty mm-hmm. did not yeah, get drafted. Yeah, I thought that was who you were going to pick right there. I thought you were going to go with Walter. No. Walter. Um, I'm happy to say Mark Blount did not get drafted. Yeah. Uh, That's a principal thing. Mikey, Mikey Moore. <laughs> Vin Baker did not make it. Vitaly Potapenko. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite Mikey Moore, uh, or Mickey Moore, I don't, I don't know. But uh, in 09, he averaged four points, four rebounds, and four fouls in 19 minutes a night that was pretty <laughs> impressive uh scal henry walker gerald green yuri welsh marcus banks but i'm going with uh stefan marbury from 09 did not get drafted mm. i'm going with do you guys remember eric strickland yes i do st john's yeah. right yeah uh i don't know about that but uh eric barkley went to st john's i don't know if you're thinking, I'm thinking of yes confusing your east your ck yeah, eric's yeah um but he was a lefty sort of uh two three Played 79 games that 0102 team, 30 minutes a night, uh, seven points, was 40, 39% from three. It was just a tough dude. I remember just in the playoffs, like whether it was defense or, or bringing the ball up when they needed it, he was just a guy that I, I was always feeling good when he had the ball in his hands, regardless of what was going to happen next. So uh, just more for nostalgia, I'm going with Eric Strickland as my 10th uh, player. I like that. Really solid season in his one year in Boston. Played a couple more years um, up with Indy and Milwaukee after that year. Um, Rich, don't look at his playoff numbers, though. <laughs> were, they, were they horrible? Him. I remember, Save the regular season numbers. I thought yeah. the uh, that, that Nets, maybe he had a couple of good plays in that fourth quarter comeback against the Nets, or maybe he didn't. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, he played 12 games. He played off. I mean, he his regular season numbers were great. He shot like 38% from three and um, but yeah, he probably had a bad series in there at some point um, in the playoffs. But I like him. Good, good gritty. Eric Strickland went to Nebraska, Mike. Ah, uh, yes. No. That was your second guess, uh, I of know. Course. But. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, recap our teams to wrap things up here. Rich, uh, what do we, how's the depth start look? Okay. So my start is, of course, uh, KG. Uh, 01 Antoine Walker, they're all star. Uh, Kenny Anderson, no two. Delante West and Wally Zerbiak. Uh, on my bench, I have Tony Delk, Tony Delk, Ricky Davis, Tony Batie, young Joe Johnson, and uh, relatively young Eric Strickland to round out the mm. bench. That's really solid. Yeah, I have uh, Rondo, Gary Payton, 
Nate Robinson, Tony Allen, James Posey, Mike Finley, PJ Brownlee on Poe, Al Jefferson, and Rafe LaFrance. All right. I my starting five is uh, Eddie House, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, uh, Rasheed Wallace, and Perk. Yoza. And <laughs> got a <laughs> got kind of a supersized bench here uh, with Eric Williams, Ryan Gomes, uh, Rodney Rogers, Big Baby, and uh, Chucky Atkins. I do like your uh, bench. The point. I would maybe it's just a lot of grinders. I would maybe start Chucky Atkins over Eddie House if I were you. Yeah, I probably should do that. Someone who can pass the ball because I'm not sure who's distributing the ball in that thing otherwise. But I really should have. My, my big mistake was uh, I should have taken Delonte when I had the chance. Um, or Kenny Anderson just, over Ray or Kenny, Yeah, that you know that's <laughs> that's an obvious one, but no, it's uh, that was a fun draft. A lot of again to me. Even I thought it was going to be interesting in the later rounds but even in the first couple rounds some really uh interesting picks by all of us i feel like so can't wait to see how it plays out in real life right exactly so um i'm up to like i won the 2010s for sure and i think i just won (laughs) that one so um we'll see if you guys can bring something the 90s could get scary bad so that will be uh like might need to you know, clear a day out to to go through those names. We should get bet online to run the simulator for yeah. <laughs> for these games on NBA 2K. Yes, or we'll find an old version of uh, NBA Live like 2004 and try to try to create them. <laughs> the NBA Live okay. games would probably self destruct if you tried to do anything different. They would just catch fire. Those games were horrendous. Right. Um. All right. Well. I hope uh, everyone enjoyed all 84 minutes of that. If you're still with us, <laughs> this is our, our longest spot ever, right? Like easily. Uh, yeah, it's so. gotta be. I mean, we didn't get to the draft till like the half hour mark, but we definitely, uh, you know, listen. People need time to fill to fill things up here, and we we try to do what we could. So uh, come back if you dare for the 90s draft next Oof. week, and. Uh, and whatever else we might have in the docket. But in the in the meantime, uh, stay safe, stay uh, social distancing, and um, we will be back with you guys next week.